so all right so let's uh get into it so i know we have like fallen off with being busy but you know welcome back to the podcast jamila um so you know life and all that stuff but you know we're back we're in the thick of it so it's good to be there <laughs> yes i was I've wanted to talk to Challenge for a while, and I'm just like, Ugh. I have to wait for Jamila. There's like no one else to speak to really about it that like has the same passion as, as no she does. Crazy people to talk to. Yeah, I was like, no one else is gonna get it, or they watch it, but they don't really watch it like we watch it. So I was like, yeah, I can yeah. just wait. I can wait till she's not busy. Okay, so episode 10 so the challenge season 37 of spies lives and allies episode 10 is called precious stones which is you know pretty fitting so um previously we had Corey and bettina they won the elimination and they weren't able to pick partners and um uh, tj just sent them on home i mean sent them back to the house but um you know Corey now has a vendetta against kyle which you know rightfully so and um Tori and CT, they speculate on what's going to happen, you know, solo or new pairs. Um, what were you thinking? What, what did you think was going to happen? I really wasn't sure exactly what turn it was going to take. I knew that they were going to get rid of pairs, but I didn't know like what that was going to look like. If it was going to be individuals, if it was going to be like maybe even triples or doing some sort of a group effort. I I was really thinking it was going to be groupers, like like two groups like War of the Worlds or just straight up solo, which yeah. I would have preferred solo just because I feel like it would have been great. But I, maybe because of like time wise or so, that's what they went with teams. That would make more sense because like why I have this random twist of you're going to be playing in groups of three. Why? Like three teams. Yeah. Five, that's kind of different but okay you know i don't put nothing past mtv these days though <laughs> no they're trying to get their ratings they're trying to make sure you know it's not super predictable and have some type of i guess element of surprise or something different that wasn't done on another season so like i want to give it some time before i like super judge this three team thing uh yeah so it's okay i just wonder like how they're really going to be shaken up later on because i could see how it can you know get kind of crazy um but you know we also get priscilla and bettina we learn about their backstories and why they want to win which i really i really liked hearing priscilla's story it was i thought it was very heartfelt and touching as well as bettina like how bettina is perceived well let me, let me rephrase the little bit the little bit that we see of bettina how <laughs> perceived is like they they try to typecast her a certain kind of way and they don't give her any depth so like getting getting a chance to hear her story of, you know, she didn't really she doesn't really have a strong, you know, parent support team and she doesn't has has to do everything for herself. It makes you respect her a lot more. And maybe now people are rooting for her to be able to get that win, you know, for her. her yeah, race. yeah. And same for Priscilla. You know, I was like, dang Priscilla, anybody trying to tear up right now? Okay, this is a competition show, but yeah, <laughs> I'm rooting for you. I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah, I was like, girl, that's a lot, but I'm rooting for you. You know, it's very beautiful to to hear her story. Um, but we also get to see Amanda, and she's checking with her friend who's watching her son um, while she's away, which I only can imagine, because I'm not a mom at this, at this present time, but I only can imagine how hard it is to, you're not only just away from your home and your friends and family, but you're a new mom, your kid's barely a year old, and you're away from your child. You know, that's a lot to take in as well, too. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like she gets, vil- uh, what, how do you say it, vil- vilified? I cannot say the word now. Vilified? Vilified, Yeah. yeah. 
they make her the villain a lot and it was nice to see this like soft side of her and see how sweet that she she is and how she can be it was nice to see that instead of the whole like oh Amanda's a bitch and she's a devil blah blah blah, blah kind of see I just I still can't wrap my mind around how she has has gotten that persona going because it's like she's always only ever done these challenges for her family like at first it was for her dad so that she could like mm-hmm. pay for his cancer treatments and stuff like I'm sorry if I had a loved one going through that I'm gonna be cutthroat too like I'm not here to make friends I'm here to make this money you know I think like once or twice I've been like oh Amanda like you're being a little bit too much but truly what I think is that because she's so upfront and honest about how she feels like she said in a confessional not this season but like seasons ago she said it multiple times if I don't like you, why would I kiss up to you because you're in a position of power? I don't like you. If you don't like me, I'm planning on going in and that's fine. But I'm not going to come grovel at your feet. But when we both know I don't, we don't like each other. And I, I think that's okay. That's playing, that's playing an honest game in my opinion. I respect that kind of move more than I do somebody who will talk trash behind your back. Like, that's why I respect uh, Corey being like, Kyle, you need to go move around. Like, I'm not trying to talk to you right now. I'm not trying to hear you talk right now because you straight up voted against me. And now you want to make nice and smile in my face. That's not how we're facing to play this game, boy. Yeah. And then say, oh, you know, I don't trust Ashley. It's like, but you still voted for me. Exactly. Like when when given the opportunity, you had me versus Ashley, but you don't trust Ashley, but so you're gonna vote for me. See, that means you trust me even less. Like, no. Is it is it because uh-huh. I'm a male and I'm like your direct competition? Like you don't trust either of us, but because I'm a male, that's what maybe that's why he voted more for her. But like we all know how Kyle is these games. He doesn't really have a yeah. definite side or a definite oh, this person's my number one person. And even no. if he does say that, if that person doesn't do, you know, what they said they're going to do, he gets mad. Like, I can't believe you. It's like, Kyle, you do this every season. You screw over multiple people. And then you're surprised when you get screwed over. It's karma, dude. Like, yeah, Kyle's only number one person is himself. Like, that's yeah. it. And, like, I don't even think that he, like, plays. He says that this season he's playing a game for, like, his um his unborn son that is supposed to be due, like, any day now while he's on a challenge. And it's like... I don't see that sort of fire out of Kyle. Like, I don't see him making big enough moves to say that, like, he's really playing it for his son and not just so he can be on MTV and play another MTV game. I don't know. I Maybe maybe not. I think maybe he's milking the this is for my kid thing. That's probably that – yeah. that could be a thing. I think he was on, like, an after show, and he said, like, it didn't really seep into him fatherhood or I'm going to be someone's kid until, like, he was really holding his child. And yeah, like, I think that's like a typical male answer of like, you know, a woman, yeah. a woman's carrying that kid, you know, and that's like a different kind of bond. And you can't escape the fact of like you're having a child because you are constantly reminded when you look down or eat something or try to do a regular activity. It's like, damn, I got a whole kid inside me. I got to yeah. fill out versus a man can just like, you know, do whatever, whenever during the pregnancy and after compared to a woman. So I think maybe the holding of the kid changed his mind but the child wasn't born until after the challenge so oh yeah yeah i you know i do know some inside stuff it was it was after because i I follow some of them on instagram and it was born after the challenge he was holding the baby so i was like oh okay cool like whatever um but yeah so we also see that um logan wants to all of a sudden you know friend zone big t um but she still has like heart eyes for him how do you feel about Logan, you know, friend zoning Big T? Big T? 
I don't know why it hurt my feelings so bad, but it really did hurt my feelings. Like, I don't I like Logan. I didn't like it. Like, the way he said it, I was just like, so what was the point of doing it? It's like, she got too clingy and you didn't like it. Did you not, like, establish boundaries before? Of like, hey, we're just doing what we're doing now until, like, the moment's over, you know? But, like, I don't want anything serious. Because I think, like, Big T kind of, maybe she did go in like that. But then, like, you know, feelings develop. And you don't really have that many distractions in the house. So it's like, the these challenge relationships, it's like having a year relationship in in three months or four months like all you know it really is yeah yeah you're with that person it's like it's like y'all are married and living together without paying bills it's really weird and awkward and that makes it even better like yeah the stress the stress of paying for bills the stress of like cooking and all that is completely gone so like there's no stress factor involved it's all just the the happy-go-lucky butterflies yeah, like you can't go out on date. Your date night is like a cater lunch by the crew, and, and like yeah. you're just like gonna go somewhere in the grass and have like a cute little picnic or something. But it hurt my feelings too. I was kind of like, I feel like you wasted both of your time. Like, what was the purpose of it? Or maybe he just wanted to have some fun and not like he just wanted a little sugar, and that was it. And he was like, No, you got the whole pot. Like, what's up? <laughs> and look, yeah, like, no, no, no. Well, as far as as we have seen though, he never articulated that he was just looking for a hookup. No. We didn't see either any of that from either of them. I don't know. Maybe he got to know her more and he was like not feeling it or maybe he was kind of like, I just want to have some fun. Now I'm kind of over the fun. I want to focus on the competition. My thing is though, if he got to know her and then liked her less, like that hurts my feelings even more because like the more that I get to know Big T, the more I like her personality. So it's like, she's a good person. She works hard, like she knows her limitations, but she does know like the things that she is good at and the things that she does excel at. And I feel like she's constantly like undermined almost and like kind of told that she's not good enough at things, like not just with the challenge, but I, I get the feeling that she gets talked down to a lot in her personal life as well. And it's just like, well, this is just another kick, like a, like a slap in the face, like it's always going to happen to her like that. And I hate that for her. And I, I think her nice the way that because she's so nice, kind of like um okay. Yeah. The Logan thing was kind when she was talking to Priscilla it was kind of like, yeah, I guess like that's done now, you know. And it it, it kind of sucked because it was like this is kind of like super duper awkward. And I yeah, both feel that going in of like, hey, remember like you know this is a game show we're here to compete. We're not really here to make find love and all that kind of stuff. It's like yeah, I understand that, but also then why even start something with somebody unless, because I know we don't see everything, but then it's like, well, then tell this person, hey, you seem cool and all, but my intention at this exact moment is like purely physical. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want a cuddle buddy. I want someone to kiss upon, maybe some other stuff. And then it's like, but I don't even, even want to talk about a relationship or have expectations of a relationship. You know, some people are very transparent on the show about it and other people, they just kind of like are aloof and never really address it so mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of gave off fuckboy tendencies the way it kind of happened the way it happened like they're like, it really like, did the way they're like laying in bed and he was like big t i know Lord can do this okay so i got to go i was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa look <laughs> like, yeah did, right. you just, did you just smash and then say all right i gotta go did you just like peace out after the said love making logan yeah. come on but you gotta watch out for you know the spaniards okay they smooth they're very smooth and big t got you know she got swindled and it's like you know what big t he's a very handsome man i i, I can understand but like you know like protect your heart girl protect your heart yeah 
<sighs> Unfortunately. But um, TJ lets the challengers know that they will no longer be playing in part in a in a pairs, and that they're going to be playing a mission called Diamond Dash. And I like that everybody looked around like, "Are we going to elaborate more?" He's like, "No." So the mission today is we're going <laughs> to play this in a round. So the first is that the, all the challengers will race to this uh, pile of rubble to find their sledgehammers, and then after they get their sledgehammers, they will choose one assignment from uh, three various stations and they must complete said assignment and achieve their diamond to be able to proceed to the next assignment. Um, so they had one with a pair of binoculars that they would look out um, with the binoculars for their code and it's like very far away. And they had one um, where it was, they had to fit boxes through slots and they would have to use that box to step onto to get over to the side once over, they can open the box to get the code to the safe. And they had the last one, which is uh, scraping paint off of panels to get the code and move on. Um, I don't know how you felt, but this is how I felt. Option two was hands down the best because it's super easy to do it. I think option three, the scratching the paint off, is horrible. They've used this before in other choices, and it, like, it just like never works. And well, and then, every time I've seen it, it's just like people are getting like these huge paint chips up underneath their fingernails, and it's like torture. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a people keep thinking it's going to be like a scratch, like um, like a lottery scratch off. I'm like, no, it's paint. no for whatever reason it's paint. I feel like that's stupid, but like whatever. Or give me a tool to use to chip it off, but like whatever. And like the 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 first one with the the binoculars, it looks easy, but depending on how your vision is. It's not going to be the best. So to me, like, Corey and Nelson be like, I'm going to the boxes. That was the smartest decision. I think most people went for the easy one or easy looking with the binoculars. And mm-hmm. they're like, I'm not, are you getting this? I'm not getting this. I, can you see? I can't see nothing. It's <laughs> like, okay. I would move on to another thing. Yeah. But like, what were you thinking about, about those options? I, I think Corey and Nelson did the best thing for their particular strong suit. Like they knew what, what they were good at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody could have really been good at the nail, the uh, the chipping of the paint one though. You know, like it's just so awful. I feel like option one and three were the worst. And the one, the boxes is the easiest. Cause like the binocular thing, it's just like, okay. Like it seems easy, but like, no, I would have been listening to TJ. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fit boxes and holes. That sounds smart to me. Put a box in a whole scale wall and go over. That's 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 a lot easier than yeah the other ones in my opinion. But you know, with this strategy that Nelson had, he finishes first and he made it look super so easy. Super easy. He like like he didn't even like break a sweat doing it. Um, and so you know when he gets there, he realizes okay, you know I'm gonna put my diamond on one of these various colored podiums, and he didn't know which color to choose because I was like, yeah, what what are the I thought the colors meant something. So at first I was like, okay, so we're going to split in, into teams for this certain elimination for this certain mission. And then I thought, what if your color means like you go first or you have a, di- a certain disadvantage? That's what I was thinking. Not what came to I, be later. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be a disadvantage or an advantage, like in a, a physical sense. I knew it was going to break it up into teams, but I didn't know how long the teams were going to last. Like, is it just going to be teams for the remainder of this episode, teams for the next two episodes, like for the remainder of the challenge? Like, how are we breaking it up? Also, though, I do think it was really awesome that it's not just two teams because it's been a very long time since we've seen more than two teams. 
Like that was like Battle of the Seasons was the last time we saw multiple teams going at it. Oh, I love Battle of the Seasons. Like there was that one competition they had where they had to uh, put all the seasons of the challenge and challenges in order. And the team that had yeah. Anissa, I was like, oh man, I'm so y'all are so lucky you have Anissa because she, she has done been on half those challenges. <laughs> Yeah, she's been she's been in like she's like guys. I've been in like almost all of these. Like I got this, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I was I like, that's vacation. Like, and I went here for vacation, and then I skipped a year, and then I went here for vacation. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't know about these two. It was her and Veronica, and I think CT's on that season too. And if you had them on your team, you're like, oh, we're gonna, you know, like it's it's gonna be a lot easier. And that's why you can't count certain people out because they have certain really really strong abilities. That you may not, you may not have. Like, oh, I'm so strong, and no one can beat me. It's like, right, but you can't do an equation or a puzzle or memory. You're not going to get far in this competition if you can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I don't know when people will learn that, you know. But anyway, so we have, like I said, Nelson finishes first, and you know he goes on what uh, Sapphire. Yeah, he's Sapphire. So. When, um, what was it? And Corey and Nelson were trying to figure out should they be in the same team or not. And I'm like, if y'all don't split up, it makes more sense no matter what you're doing because y'all are friends and everybody knows y'all are friends. Everybody knows you're going to probably share the money with each other. It's smarter to split up and then now even your odds. Like, I feel like Corey more so was like, Nelson, let's be teammates. And Nelson was like, no, that don't make sense to me. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just split up. He's like, oh, yeah. Even better. I think Corey gets more excited. They they take turns of being like too excited over something. Yeah. So Corey's like too excited. Nothing like, okay, calm down. Let's think. Let's <laughs> think. We usually don't think, you know, or vice versa kind of thing. But um, the teams boil down to on Sapphire, it's Nelson, CT, Ed, Ashley, Patina, Amanda, Ruby has Corey, Emmy, Big T, Logan, Priscilla, and Kyle. Um, and Emerald has Josh, Devin, Emmanuel, Casey, Tori, and Nani. So just those teams right there, how they were formed, you know, and stat-wise, who do you, like, how do you think that the teams are looking? Like, who do you think were like, this isn't a good team, or who do you think should have I think Emerald is the stupidest team that was ever created. <laughs> like, how did this merry band of misfits come together and think that, yes, this is, this is the winning combination here? Like, it... Tori even said it. It was 100% just based off of who they're friends with and who they get along with and not like the pros and cons of what each individual brings to the table. CT, on the other hand, when he was going toward his team, he was like, okay, so do I want to be with the workhorses, Ed and Nelson, or what, what did he call the other team? I don't remember, but I know with uh, Corey's team, he was like, there's too many rookies. Like, we're going to get clawed out. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a smart option. Yeah. Sorry, hell no. Yeah. CT had the wheels in his head turning, thinking about, like, the type of team that he wanted to be on and the type of of things that he could even bring to the table. Because, like, CT can just about do any puzzle contest that there is. So, really, what he really needs from a partner is somebody who can physically hang with him and not drag him down. So, I think that's why he went with the quote-unquote workhorse team. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think he wants to be with Corey because it's like, I don't know if Corey wants, like, well, is going to help me. And of course, Corey doesn't want to help CT because he wants his own damn win. Corey always wants to invest in CT or Giant Bananas. Well, and since the Dirty 30 season, wasn't it Dirty 30 when Corey called out CT and Bananas and was like, I have a hit list and you're on it and you're on it. And like, 
he never I don't, I don't I don't remember if it was that season or like the one after it but because like they put him against if Hunter Nelson are on Dirty 30 then I believe it's that season because they're I think like, it was they're like we're about to fuck your shit up and they, then they made they made Nelson go against Hunter and they made Corey go against Hunter and, and fucking Hunter sent both his friends home and I was like yeah, to bring Hunter back because clearly Hunter is like the glue that holds your trio together. He's a str- he's the strongest one out of your trio. He he really has it. So I think I think Nelson Nelson and Hunter are the strongest. I think Corey is very quick and as far as like being calculated with plan. At least Corey's trying to write things out and think it through and talk. Versus Nelson and Hunter, they don't mm-hmm. really have that ability that much. Like they'll try and they they just like lose track. And their anger, like I think, I don't like Corey got kicked off one time for fighting, and I understand that. But like Nelson's got into like a lot of like altercations yeah. that we saw with the with the you know episode that are, that's coming up, episode eleven. Clearly he's or uh, episode twelve. Clearly he's about to get in another fight with uh, Kyle. Like they they get into a, some type of scuffle or verbal agree argument. So mm-hmm. he's I don't want to say hothead, but like he's very passionate. Nah, he's about, hot about, about how he, he got a little bit better, but you know when he when he when he's passionate, he's very he's very passionate. Yeah, um, they they both have a lot of uh, growing to do because I mean, how many seasons did it take for us to see a cool, calm, collected CT? You know? Oh, so long. But like, I think like he was like he try and go back and try and go back. It's like okay, I gotta take some time off. Kind of I definitely feel like that's what we're seeing with like the uh, the remainder of the Young Buck squad. I don't think taking. I think taking a season off wouldn't hurt them. I think that it would help for them to like. I'm gonna take a year off to like just like do me or season. I take a season off to to do me, hone my skill, do some puzzles, do some math. Let's get better all around with strategy. Like maybe even rewatch old seasons of like what they did and what didn't work, and then look at players who played the game very well and they have won multiple times or at least once and then see like what did they do that really worked well whether they are were by themselves with a with a duo whether that group was their rival or that group that that duo was their um their ex and then how they did in a group and then just go from there because i'm i feel like if you look at the past it can definitely help you with the future but oh for know, sure yeah i don't know their their strategy but with these uh with these teams i felt like the the Sapphire team, I think they have, like, a nice little blend of it all. Because, like, you know, Nelson and Ed <clears throat> are clearly just muscle, right? Yeah. Tina's a newbie that you don't, you really don't know what to expect out of her. Ash is good all around, as is CT, and they both have elimination wins. And Amanda, I I mean, like, Amanda, I'm not, she's not horrible, but she's not the best. I don't, I don't feel like we see, like, a lot out of Amanda. I don't think that Amanda is the best at anything, but I think that she can hold her own in just about everything. She's not the best at puzzles, but she is, again, not the worst. She's not the best yeah. at running, she's not the most physical, but again, she is not the worst. You put she's like Amanda in the middle. In- she's, like, a middle, a middle-level veteran to me. Oh, you know what I mean? But it'll be nice. Big T, she'll take, she'll take the win for Big T. You put her in an elimination against somebody like Tori. If it's physical, her her chances are lower. If you put her in an elimination against somebody like Anissa, if it's a mental competition, their chances are lower. I think her against Anissa is more like a like 60-40 kind of deal because I feel like Anissa has she has more um strength, especially in her legs. 
as you can hold out. But if it's like an endurance thing, that is like in Lisa's Achilles heels, endurance. Endurance is harder for her. Everything yeah. else she can do, but it's like if they're like, oh, you're going to just run from one point to another, it's like, okay. But if it's like a you're running five miles, after about two miles or so, if that, and he's going to start slowing down, you know, because she, I don't think she does run like that. If she does, okay, but it's not translating well on screen. So yeah. I think like, if you if like if I was in this competition, I would have stats for every player that I would have reviewed before I got there. Of okay, like here's all the pot the people the OGs who usually come here. Here are the vets that are that that come as well, but they haven't won overall anything. And then here are the possible rookies. And I'm going through and I'm I'm listening to your stats and where I think y'all where I think your body is and where do I think I fit in that category to see like who is my true competition like with when it comes to, like physicality or mentally. And then who's my competition when it comes to politicking? Like who, they're yeah. not good when they when we go compete, but man, do they have the gift of gab where they can stay here long longevity-wise when it's like, you should have been out episode three. How are you still here? Oh, I have yeah. friends. I know how to talk to people. I know how to make the correct promises and keep them. Oh, okay. That works. Like, like Big T does a very good job of yeah, she does for a while. People may see her as weaker, which she's out of her own words. She said it. But she knows how to politic and who to speak to to keep her there throughout the show, which is smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? If she makes a final, whether or not she can finish the final, it doesn't matter because she did what she needed to do to get there in the first place. It's not really a battle of, like, who's the best. It's more so of, like, who has the right strategy, whether you yeah. know they're a strong competitor or not, to actually make it to the end and have the chance to actually compete for that big grand prize out of the 30 or 35 that started. Yeah, because she she definitely could take that chance away from others, oh, just depending on on how things get set up from here on out. Yeah, you never know. Like like if she went against Priscilla, I would be like, mm, I don't know who's going to win, you know, because I really haven't seen Priscilla's ability. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't be surprised if Priscilla had won. But if you put like yeah. Big T against like Bettina, I'm be like, mm, I'm gonna go with Big T. I just don't. I don't think Bettina would win. I think Big T would win over her. <laughs> but um, so with this round two, we had these these newly formed teams. They had to um do this comp this this mission where they had um, what do you call that kind of thing? It's not a levy. What do you call it? Um, I don't know how to describe this thing. Anyway, oh, it it was like a um. A fulcrum system, wasn't it? Where you had like your weights on one end, almost like a seesaw. Yeah, and it's like a like a like a grid kind of casing where you're supposed to break down these cinder blocks and then fit them through these little spaces on the grid, and then you're trying to get it to weigh, to weigh it down to grab the diamond. So it seemed like no one really had a strategy except for the uh, Emerald team, which is it wasn't the Emerald team. It was that Weasley Snake Devin. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you would say Emerald Team because Emerald is the one that had it. But, yeah, Devin from the Emerald Team, he is the one that created the idea of, like, why don't we just weigh it down and then put it in there and then and put everything in there and then, like, just take the remaining rocks off. And then if, it's, if it stays there, we know we're done. It helps so well with him creating this plan and then having the runners, having the breakers, having people who put the stuff in there and made it where it was more – was easier, because Ruby team, they had very bad communication, and Emmy was yeah. really fr- like extremely frustrated. And it was like, okay, like maybe you need to move because you're not someone I need here. 
because you're just you're getting too hot when it's just like let's just take a breath and figure out how to recoup and and, and try to pull this one out yeah and i'm really not even sure why how kyle ended up on the same team as Corey because it's like obviously you guys are not getting along so like good effective communication is not going to be possible no it does just like that's that's also not a strong point but um Emerald team, they pull the win out and they become the agency. And when they're in the club, Corey and Emmy speak to the Ruby team about working on their communication. And Emerald team state that Emmy and Bettina are off limits as they are anchors for their team. Um, and I agree. You know, if you have Bettina, who we don't, people aren't thinking she's a strong competitor, and you have Emmy, who is hot headed, who gets really frustrated in this can't call me say hey can you give me a minute i'm getting a little bit frustrated here you know like i gotta i gotta think this out whenever it comes time to a certain type of competition you're gonna it doesn't be great to have that someone like that on another team because they're gonna bring their team down and you have more time to acclimate yeah and i was like, okay i because I, at first i was like emmanuel i felt like i mean was your friend so it's like yeah he's quote unquote saving her but I mean, they're not wrong by saying that she's a little bit emotional when she plays the game because she is. she is. Yeah, it just like if I was either of those women and I heard that that was going around about me, I would do everything in my power to not be the anchor on my team to prove them wrong. You know, you know. But you know what? That's okay to think I'm my anchor because you're not gonna want to. You're not gonna. Your team's not gonna try to send me in, right? So I'm not worried about that. If my team sends me in, I'm going to pull something on my ass and win, and win an elimination round. You know? Yeah. So I don't think it's wrong. Sometimes playing quiet plays very well for you if you have the skill set. If you don't have the skill set, then no, playing quiet is not going to work for you because you might get called out and you don't have the skills to back up, you know, back you up to get you to stay there. Yeah. And, and they also talked about sending an ass sugar facility, which makes sense a rookie you know which is easy to throw in there who cares they get mad or Ashley who's won twice and you're just like get the hell out of here you champ I want someone here who's gonna you know who's a a first time uh winner yeah but uh team Ruby they're still not unified and Corey talked uh, uh took this is taking it seriously versus Kyle who seems to like not care and doesn't want to be on the team you know and I'm like I get that, but also, Kyle, you decided to be on Ruby to keep an eye on Corey. That sounds stupid. You sound so stupid. I'm going to be on this team that I think sucks to keep an eye on this one person. So yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're purposely shooting yourself in the foot. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't play out well. <clears throat> um, but in, a, in the deliberation, um, Priscilla gets voted to go into elimination. And then once that elimination, TJ lets Priscilla know that she can choose her opponent to go against, which I love this twist. It made it yes. a lot more interesting of like, aha, none of y'all thought about this. You know, usually people say, well, what if we do this and there's another twist, but no one thought about it. And, you know, Priscilla being a rookie, it's like, okay, so who is she really try to go against? In my mind, I'm like, I was like, she's going to either call out Ashley as a personal thing of, like, let's just sell this in the sand, or, like, Big T, or Bettina. And I'm like, well, probably not Bettina because it's a rookie thing. But I could see her saying Big T thing because I think she would feel very confident going against Big T. Yeah, but she did the right thing. She called out her uh, her arch nemesis at this point. 
Yeah, I think she did a good job of calling out Asha because it just made sense. Like, hey, we've already had words. Let's just get this over with. Because if I win, I I just beat a vet. Like, look at me. I'm clearly I'm great. And Not I only lose, did you beat a vet, but you got somebody out of the house you don't want to be around, and you don't like the way that they play the game. Exactly. And if you lose. Yeah, you lost you get you lost against a two time champ. So it's not really that bad either. And also now you don't have to be around her anymore. Like it's it no matter what, you don't have to be around this person anymore. So it works out perfectly. Exactly. And Priscilla said, you know what, TJ? I want Ashley. Like I wanna go against the vet. We already got some type of issue. Let's go ahead and, and, and do it. And the elimination that they have is called Seek and Destroy. Now, I know that Ashley hasn't won an elimination challenge in a while. So that's a big deal. Because we saw how, was it, Natalie beat her last season? Like, yeah. And that really looked like it really affected her. She was like, oh, every time I keep coming back, like, I just keep getting sent home and everybody's against me. And it's just like, I think she's being hard on herself. I think she should just said that moment, like, hey, she won. She was better than me tonight. And it yeah. is. And then go home. Ashley just very much reminds me of like a child throwing a tantrum though like everything that she does that's the underlying characteristic of her personality like just an upset little four-year-old not getting their way on something not being a good sport (laughs) I don't know if that's like are the camera people just catching those moments or is it like is it being uh you know forced upon I don't know I was just like this is a lot like of course, yeah. you're gonna come for you. You're a big target, but also the reason why is that you're able you're able to be beaten, as we have seen in the last few eliminations, right? Yeah, and you're very emotional compared to CT, where yes, Jay and Kyle beat him in elimination, but we're all but we're all like, did you really beat him in elimination? Did he let you win? Kind of, deal? yeah. Or it was like, a, oh, it was a that was like a game of chance. But men are truly worried about going against CT because of his size. You know, it's like, damn. And then it's like, okay, he actually knows puzzles and stuff like that, too. Versus Ashley, she knows puzzles and stuff like that as well, too. And she's good physically. But that mental psych out that she does to herself, that can really, really affect her game, which people are banking on when they go against her. Like, I hope I can get yeah. Ashley's head and just throw her off track. And it works a lot of time when people do it. Yeah, it's, it's not hard to get her off topic, man. No, not at all. And and she'll say, like, like damn, I let that person affect my game. It's like, it, it is what it is. Just like, you know, next time let's come back a little bit better and try to remember this is a game and we're going to try to get you out because you're at the top of your game. Yeah. But the uh, elimination is called Seek and Destroy. And so the players must dig up buried tires of various colors. And they're supposed to stack them in order. So at first, you're supposed to stack them on the ring in general. Then they're supposed to go to this, like, Simon game-looking light. And uh, from what the light shows, put the tires in order. But when we realized when they started playing it, the lights are blinking in different at different times. So you just have to memorize what, what color is where. So um, in my mind, before the game started, and I'm hearing the rules, I'm thinking... I got to use my feet, right, to get to get started because my legs can can go longer than my feet. But I'm gonna have to pull the tire out with my leg, with my with my hands, and we'll just see how that works. You know what I mean? Because if that doesn't work on the first tire, and you're like, okay, I'm getting too tired for this, or it's like not taking uh going quick enough, 
I'm just going to use my arms and I'm going to scoop out, you know, these big things of sand. So I see how Priscilla started, but it clearly wasn't working for her in her favor, but she like would not give up that strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and she should have, because maybe she would have done better. Um, well, that's the thing. Even when it's just like a daily challenge, like if something is not working, you have to be prepared and you have to be able to know when to say, okay, this is not working. I'm about to lose. I need to change strategies, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with switching up your strategy in the middle of the game. If it's not working for you, like look what happened with, um, Corey and Bettina versus, uh, Jeremiah Amber. They, yeah. they both teams had to keep switching, well, switched up their way of doing it. And, you know, Corey and Bettina, they didn't quit. And they're like, Hey, that's not working. That's not working. This isn't working. Let's try something else. Then it was working for them. They just kept at it at a good pace. And they were losing by a lot. And they caught up because Jeremiah Amber had a bad strategy. Yeah. So if I was Priscilla, I would look over at Ashley. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to copy your style because maybe you did something similar to this being a vet. So Ashley kept a very strong lead the entire time. Plus, she had the crowd cheering for her, which really helps her. She's the person said it helps her when people are cheering for her. Um, and, you know, to me, she won with the help of the vets. Like, getting the tires out, that was all her. But the color sequence, I clearly think she had the ability to do it herself. But we can't say that the vets didn't strongly help her. Uh, like, she said the colors out loud. They're repeating it to her. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you said this color. No, put that tire here. Okay, yeah, now you're good to go. And I'm like, oh, okay, can we let Ashley do this herself? Because, like, it's not fair. <laughs> um, but Priscilla lost it, and Ash was in the aftermath. Was it Ashley or someone's in the aftermath show that it wasn't by a lot? Like when Ashley, when Ashley was done with putting the tires in order before she she, she, uh, she checked it, Priscilla had gotten five tires, so it could it could be, have been if there had been a, a misstep, it could have been a tighter race. If yeah. she didn't have help from them helping her put it in color order. Maybe Priscilla could have caught up to her. It could have been more of a neck and neck race. Who and knows? I kind of wonder if the reason that the um, the vets decided to kind of help Ashley win that, because if Priscilla had gone into house, had she come back into the house, I think she would have continued kind of terrorizing the vets. Oh, she definitely would have. She she shook their game. And they're angry. And then remember Devin. Devin has this personal vendetta against her. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I, would, I could see him rallying the troops like, we got to get Priscilla out. She's dangerous. It's like, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was. I don't know that they were actually helping Ashley as much as they were just trying to get Priscilla to get gone. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, mm, okay, that, if, if that's what she, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a toss-up. But, um. Yeah, Priscilla lost, and I, I liked how she like took the loss. She took it very well. <laughs> um, you know, getting sent home by a champ isn't bad, as she said. And this is this was Ashley's first win since War of the Worlds when she went against <laughs> Nani of all people. And I was, I was like, "Damn, that sucks for you. That's a long time of a lot of <laughs> a lot of elimination losses, you know." Um, but yeah, if you win the elimination, you can either stay with your team, as TJ says, or you can swap place with anyone, including the agency. And that's the part I like. It's like, yeah, agency, you're safe from elimination, but you're not safe from being swapped from your team. So yeah. if, em- if the Emerald team thinks they're so high and mighty, 
I would have implicated their team just to fuck with their shit. You know what I mean? Unless you think, like, this isn't a good team. I think that Ash doesn't think Emerald's that great. Because on Emerald team, okay, we have who? Josh, Devin, Emmanuel, Casey, Tori, and Nani. Josh, Casey, and and Nani make sense. They're all in an alliance together, and Tori and Casey are dating. Emmanuel and Casey are partners. So in, in, on the Emerald team, you only have one um, like puzzle person or smart person, and that's that's Devin. You know, if Devin can't figure it out, which one are y'all going to be able to fill in the spots for him? I don't know who will be able to do that. Physically, male-wise, you only have Emmanuel. Devin, Devin's better than Josh, and Josh is taller and bigger than, than Devin. And Casey's great, too, and so is Tori. But it's like Nani and Josh are kind of like just there. So I'm like, when they're like, Emerald's a great team, I'm like, um, y'all can run very well, but like as a whole, I don't I don't think so. If anything, I would think that like Sapphire is stronger because you have two strong vets who both happen to be champs. You only you have two rookies, but when the one of the rookies, we don't really know their ability, but the other one, Ed great ability we know nelson has like no quit and amanda will try to hold her own so i feel like sapphire is like low-key the better team and i think the reason why they're not being like talked about more is because ct's like let's just be on some chill stuff like we don't gotta rant and rave about ourselves let's be quiet and if we win we win if we don't we don't but like let's not try to put ourselves too much out there and then be on the chopping block Oh, and how, like, they weren't really hoping, uh, actually, they were really just trying to get Priscilla out, and, like, the way that the teams work, like, Devin is the only, like, good, smart person on his team, but CT, like, can carry his team in any way that they need, so it's really more of a matter of him, like, kind of picking who his own teammates are going to be sort of thing. Yeah, and, like, with the Ruby team, I know that Corey has, like, a lot of heart and love for Ruby, but in reality, it's just, like, I know what Casey said uh, in the next episode, and she was like, it's like they're underdogs. It is like they're underdogs, but I'm not expecting them to win anything. Like, I almost feel like Kyle purposely put himself on the team to sabotage it, to stop them from winning anything. Because as long as Kyle doesn't want to be on that team and he doesn't want to give it any effort, like, if you have that sort of mentality, your team is not going to succeed, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that clearly carried through to the next episode. So let's get into this next episode. Okay, so episode 11 is called Mucus Plug, which we learn later on what Mucus Plug means. But um, so we know we had the three teams created, the Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Uh, Priscilla versus Ashley, and Ashley won the stage with the Sapphire cell. But CT comments about how being able to switch teams will definitely shake things up, and he, like, elaborates up, you know, you can send someone in, but since they can choose who they go against, you don't know if they're going to choose someone that's in your alliance or, or you know, someone else. And then, like, let's say that they win. Are they going to stay in their original cell? Are they going to kind of try to come to yours and then, like, sabotage it? Like, on some, like, on the War of the Worlds with that turncoat thing, I really like that turncoat uh, type of thing. Because, like, only, who, who, who used it? Um, Tori and Jordan, yeah. Yeah, Tori and Jordan were the only two that used it. And it's really smart because it's like, I could use this turncoat thing. I could screw up your entire thing from the inside. You should probably be careful about what you do. So I'm thinking about that with, you know, with this, uh, people who go to a different team, are you really going there because you want to be on that team? Or are you going to go on that team to sabotage it? 
Yeah. I want to see some sabotage me, honestly. I, I think we will if we don't already see it happening. I'm keeping my eye out on Kyle. Because, like, realistically, like, I would have thought that the Sapphire team would have been, like, number one to beat. And then I would have thought that Ruby was number two and that number three would have been uh, Emerald. Because I just have a hard time believing that Emerald can somehow get their shit together. But here they are. I'm waiting. I don't know how Nani and Tori are together. But I'm waiting for, like, something to happen between Nani and Tori. Because the episode coming up. Tori and someone are arguing and she's like you don't want to fucking see me you don't want this shit and I'm like oh who are you talking to Tori who are you talking to <laughs> I want to know so bad. yeah I'm not really sure who it might have been yeah that's something too I'm like who does she have issues with in the house and I'm like I don't know but I can see Tori saying that to a male or a female I because I'm not that she's like I gotta beat anybody up but I think like she'll try I I think when she like argues with people she'll try with the talking calmly and that person is a little bit riled up and she's like, okay, are we going there? Because I can do it, but I'm trying to keep this, you know, calm and civil. So I wonder what was said and who got her so riled up about about that. Yeah. We'll find out soon. We'll find out in like two days. Part um, of me, since she is so riled up, I kind of wonder if it has anything to do with Jordan and her past relationships. Because I, oh. I think that would I think that would get her heated, like being like, Oh, Tori, you're just a uh, an MTV hoe and you only do showmances or whatever. I could see her getting pretty messed up about that because like her and Jordan did actually live together for a while. I'm thinking about like who would say that to her. I would think that'd be like a pissed off Nelson or an irritated yeah. Nani. Or even I think even Corey could say or even C T might even pop off and say something like that, depending on how annoyed they are with her. Like there, there's a lot of different scenarios that could happen to spark that. True, you're right. If if that true. is even if that's even what they were arguing about, but I don't know like what else would get Tori fired up like that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe someone just like questioned her game or called her weak or something, and they were yeah. like egging it on, and she was like, "You don't want to fucking see me, dude." And I was like, "I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just depends on the situation of how someone's going to do." But um, we see that Corey is upset with Kyle for not taking the competition seriously and being very vocal about not wanting to be on the Ruby team, though he made a decision on his own to watch Corey. So, like, I agree with, with Corey in this. It's like, you're not taking this seriously, but you say you want to win the money for your daughter. So, like, which is it? You want to take it seriously and win the money for your for your kid or you don't really give a, give a damn. You just want to screw everything up. Like what? What are you really trying to do? Yeah, because you can't have both. No, I I think Kyle would more so align with like the old screw old, old school crew because like they just want to go there to have a fun time and like they're competing, yeah. but like their majority was like fun based. You know what I mean? I think he falls more so with that. Like remember, like when he was when he was paired with Nisa, he didn't want to be Anissa's partner that season, but mm-hmm. he was like Anissa is a lot of fun. She's a really fun person. I just don't like her competition wise, but like. Yeah. Other than that, she's a really fun person to be around, and and I I think Anissa felt the same way about Kyle, and so does Tori and other people. They like they like hanging out with Kyle and his personality, but like when it comes to the gameplay, it's like, oh, he's such a snake, he's such a weasel, and it's like y'all know your friend, y'all know your friend. But uh, we also see like Ashley and Nani, they're talking, and Nani is happy that Ashley stayed with her team. But vocalized that she um, she worries that Ashley will screw her over, and Nani thinks that she can get to the final with the Emerald team as is. 
I don't know why she has so much faith in the Emerald team because I would worry about like okay when they were talking about Emmy on the red team as or on the Ruby team as like the hothead basically and that's they should keep her. That's the same reason y'all should keep Josh. He's a hothead. Now yeah. it's a hothead too. All it takes is her getting a little bit tipsy and she's gonna start cursing someone out over something stupid like she did yeah. with Anissa yeah, her last season. If her and Josh were both to get drunk on the right day under the right circumstances, like that would be a big household fight. Yeah, that's going to be a big blow up. And not not saying that let's get Nani drunk so she can think she can get in the argument, but like I can easily see that happening of, you know, a drink or two in, not not fucked up, this little, you know, it's feeling decent. And then you your lips are just a little bit too loose and what you say to somebody yeah. and cause a problem and you know how the challenge house is. Any little itty-bitty thing can just, you know, snowball into something bigger later or a reason to put someone into elimination straight up. And everybody's like, yep, that's the easy person to put in because everybody's mad at them. Yeah, throw them in real quick. Yeah. But um, Corey, he uh, sets up a boot camp, which I thought was pretty cute, like the Nelly T boot camp, but um, not as beautiful in slow motion. So... <laughs> He uh he did it to like the boost team morale and Casey calls them the underdogs and that they're cute and Logan has a mess of hamstring so obviously it's affecting his gameplay. Um, here's my thing too. I get that someone's injured. Oh, that sucks. You don't want to go in against them or put them in. But remember when Cara Maria like fucked up her hand and she still played. So how yeah, is that any bit different. You know, screw that. Y'all should be voting in Logan. Y'all should be making him the weakest. He is the weakest link right now because he's one of the, the top rookie guys, right? And has been throughout the competition. Get him out now. Don't, well, don't and sympathy card. My thing was like, even if he is like the top guy, and I do want one of the top guys to be running the final with me to like help on my team if it does stay at teams. Okay, but his hamstring is hurt. So if it's not going to get better, it's going to get worse. And I. I don't want to carry him because he's what hundred or two fifteen, maybe somewhere between one eighty five and two fifteen. I don't want to put him on my back and have to carry him across the finish line. Send his ass home. Yeah, which which is if I was on the opposite team, I'm like, no, I want him to stay on your team because I, I don't think that he's going to recover sooner. We're gonna or before he can fully recover, we're gonna have a challenge that he can't fully do, or we have a challenge. Let's say he, let's say he's healed by the next thing they do is a challenge, right? He's gonna be doubting what his ability on that leg that's messed up because if you've never had that injury before, going back to regular regular activity, you're scared to do basic things, right? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be scared to run and jump and all that kind of stuff. And as you see in this episode, I truly think if Logan wasn't injured, that Ruby would have won this. Ruby would have definitely won. They would have been quicker. You know, I kind of think that um, maybe Ed saved Logan. Not to just be a good guy, because Ed is a smart guy, and maybe he kind of was trying to play it off to not seem like he was a snake trying to keep the the injured baby deer on their team. Yeah, possibly, possibly. And it's like, well, the only way I can keep him on that team is if I volunteer myself to go down. Yeah, where you're keeping the injured person in because it's going to help you in the long run. Yeah. That's that's the only I that makes a lot more sense than him being like, ah, oh, good guy, because I do think Ed is a good guy. But, but stop it. 
No, I think he's a good guy, but maybe it's a, maybe it's a little bit of both because I was just I was with the I was with the Ashley. I'm like, you don't know this guy. Not the whole y'all won't be friends with friends in three months, but it's like you don't know this guy. You don't need to stick your neck out on the line for him. If that was like an Ashley Amanda thing, makes perfect sense. Y'all are friends outside the house in real life. I get it, but you have known this guy for like what two months, three months? If that, I have no idea. Realistically, though, I don't think Ashley would have put herself down there, like. If um if Amanda was on the line at all, I don't think Ashley would have gone down. I don't know. I have no idea. I think I think Ashley would have argued in deliberation and would have gone to bat for her verbally. I don't think that she would have uh, taken the bullet for her though. I don't think anyone needs, needs to take a bullet for anybody. You know I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah. did it for Corey last season. It was very noble, but regardless, but of cut it out. He did it, but that's that. Okay, he has two kids, and that's not your fault. He has two kids. Don't you yeah. have a deal that whoever wins, y'all spend the money? So it doesn't matter if it's you or him. Y'all should sit down and think, okay, who has a better chance of coming back? Corey is an ex-football player. So it makes more sense for him to do a certain type of elimination versus you because he has one yeah. chance of coming back. Now that Nelson's not strong, Nelson has beat guys bigger than him who have doubted his ability. Because, like, he's big, but he – I don't know how tall Nelson is, but, like, Compared to these guys, he's shorter. And I'm like, I, I, I think Nelson is somewhere between 5'8 and 5'10, if I had to guess. I think he's, I'm 5'8 and a half. I think he's taller than me. I, then he's 5'10. He's barely taller than you. I don't know. Hey, 5'10 to me is big. I'm like, the two inches makes a big difference to me. Because my boyfriend is shorter than me. And sometimes I'm like, oh, babe, that's cute. <laughs> You're precious. <laughs> You're precious, honey. <laughs> he's, like, he's like an inch shorter than me. And uh. it's not a big difference. But sometimes I notice it, and I'm like, oh, this is different. Because usually I date guys who are, who are taller than me, like a lot taller than me. Yeah. But whatever. Love is love. So yeah. um, I lost my, lost my place. Okay, yeah. So we had, like, a lot of phone calls this episode, which I'm like, I didn't really need. But okay, cool. Let's run with it. And we had the call from Ed and his mom. So him and his mom are very close. And he says if he wins, he would take care of her. And we saw Big T with her sister, and her sister states that, well, she states that she's training uh, and wants to win, and her sister motivates her, saying that, you know, no matter what happens, you know, we'll be here for her. And that's what Big T says, you know, even though, like, I know what's going on, I know that people think that I'm weak. They don't think I can compete. They think I'm like a layup, basically, which I'm glad that she acknowledges that she knows what people think about her, so... Now I know for sure, but okay, Big T's playing a certain game. Like, you think I'm a layup? Cool, I'm going to play that card so you keep me here longer. But maybe she's working on herself. Also, during Corey's uh, boot camp, I realized, like, Big T has a big butt. Her butt is really... (laughs) I didn't realize that. And I'm like, damn, Big T, I see you out here in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know she was wearing the shorts, and I was like... Who is that? Who who's the girl with these cakes? I noticed it during like the uh the mud episode where they had like the mud pit and the balls and all that. Yeah. You didn't notice how big her thunder thighs are? Her thighs, yes. But like I know some girls that have like, you know, like bigger thighs, but their butts like, you know, not like huge, but like look, I was just so like thrown off because there was like, <laughs> she like she like turned it something. I was like, yo, big T, like <laughs> you hit these squats, like what's going on? Girl? I start calling her Betty Crocker. <laughs> Yo, she's in Got them cabbage for sure. I was like, okay, Big T, I see you out here doing big things. Um, <laughs> and then we had Nelson uh, with his mom, and 
his mom sounded so cute and looks cute too but I love that she like uplift him and it's like oh you know I've been praying for you and just gives him some positive words and I, I like I like the little cheesy moments and the challenge sometimes you know they're cute yeah. Um, and then I honestly was, skipped all of that section. I did. I actually watched it. I sat through. I sat through for it. I was like, I'm tired of these damn phone calls. My, Let's go. I got my brother watching the challenge, and he was like, "Oh, he because he's like a very physical guy." So he's like, "Oh, okay, I like this." So I'm like, "Well, it's it's physical, but you also have like you know drama in the house and all that." He was like, "I just want to watch a physical competition." I was like, "Okay, great." You go on YouTube. There's like a whole bunch of like compilations for like hours long of this like, <laughs> nothing but challenge eliminations and competitions he's like oh i'll do that i'm like yeah that's, that's a cheat code you know that's all you want to watch <laughs> um but in the last in the last confessional we see that uh, not confessional but um video with family and friends kyle video chats his partner and they check in with her as she's about to as she's about six months pregnant and you know that the money is for their future child um, and then later on, we see that it's Amanda, Kyle, and Nani, and they're talking about giving birth. And it's like the name of the episode, The Mucus Plug. And Kyle seems to have uh, some things to prepare for because like, he seems like he's not ready to like even see his child being born. He's like, I'm not looking down there. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's not for me. It was very entertaining, that part. Um, and then we see that Tori and Emmanuel continue to flirt and I guess we will see later how far it goes. We don't see them doing like any kissing or anything like that. It's just more so of like, I don't know, I guess like high school flirting, you know? Yeah. Kind of touchy feeling. Well, we, we know that Emmanuel moves fast because he was telling that Michelle girl that he loved her already. So, <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, what episode? The next episode, he's like, oh, Tori. And I'm like, how old are you, dude? Are you like 22? You're like, you're mine. That's, just, that is really how he acts. Yeah, it's very quick. But the daily mission is called Satellite Sabotage, and it's sponsored by P3. And um, over the water, there's a giant enemy satellite, and the challengers are supposed to deactivate the satellite, and they must leap from an arm of the satellite to get to the plugs. Um, And while doing so, the other two teams will be down below blasting them with fire hoses. So the sapphire cell goes, uh, cell goes up first. And of course, we have CT that's up first, setting the tone for his team. And he grabs one. Uh, Nelson, Bettina, and Amanda grab zero. So <laughs> we only have one plug. And on the Ruby team, uh, zero second up, Corey grabs one. I guess Kyle grabs one. Um, Emmy, gra- Emmy and Big T don't get any, and Logan, though injured, still grabs one. So that would be three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Emerald team goes third. Nye gets zero. Casey gets one. And Devin gets one. And Josh and Emmanuel get zero. Though Emmanuel talked all that shit, he gets zero. Um, mm-hmm. So we see Ruby celebrating, very, celebrating, you know, oh yeah, we won. And we hear Josh saying, uh, I think y'all are celebrating a little bit too early, you know? And so TJ lets them know, hey, due to Kyle not taking a quote-unquote leap of faith, that his plug doesn't count, which I understand what TJ said, but I don't know if, like, they added the part of you must take a leap of faith, otherwise it doesn't count after the competition, like in post, or was it TJ told them right there, there 
where they were at, like, hey, if y'all don't actually jump from the platform, like, in the air and try to grab it, it doesn't count. Yeah, because the way editing looked, like, to me, it looks like this isn't some information they get until after the fact. And that's not fair. That's what I'm thinking. So I was like, is it the, the term leap of faith? Meaning you have to actually leap to try to grab it. Because what Kyle did, it was like, well, if that was the case, then we all could have just jumped from platform to platform to platform to grab it. And, but, you know, there are those challenge cheat codes that you're not cheating. You're just using your smarts of like, well, no one said I can't jump. So yeah. like, platform, yeah. cling to it and pull all the plugs out and call it a day. It's like, yeah, no one did say that, right? So let's go Yeah, ahead. I... I, I thought it was messed up that Ruby didn't win. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, cool. Ruby finally got a win out. Yeah. Also, what someone pointed out on YouTube was that Sapphire and Emerald had six plugs each, but Ruby only had five. So, like, let's say Ruby got, let's say everybody got all their plugs. How was that fair for Ruby? They were already set up at a disadvantage. <laughs> they already have one to take it out. It's only because they only have five people. Usually, back in the day with the challenge, if you're down, you make somebody go another time. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yo, why wasn't that a thing? Or was it? Were they going to do that if the, if it came to it? So TJ says going by the time, and that because of the time wise, the Emerald Cell or the winners are in their safe from elimination. I directly thought about uh, Logan. I was like, is it Logan's fault that they're a little bit too slow? Because Logan, you know, couldn't be as fast as he probably would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, second second guessing his abilities being hurt, or was it something else? Um, but yeah, it kind of sucked. But you know, in the confessional, Kyle says that he feels like utter garbage, and you know, he lost it for his team, and you know, he also lost the three thousand dollars that the P that P three gave to each of the win- people from the winning team. And I was just like, it looks sincere enough. I wasn't sure. I think he was really like, damn, I lost out. I just lost out on $3,000 for just completing a challenge correctly. Yeah, I think that's more of what it was and, and not so much losing it for the team. Like, I don't really think he cares about his team at all. I think it was more of like, dang, I lost money. Like, this really sucks that I lost money. Yeah, yes. That, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I think it's just a pure money thing. And maybe that will promote, like, encourage him to want to, like, try his hardest regardless of what team he's on and regardless of the circumstances. Because we've seen before in other challenges where it's like, oh, by the way, the winners are also getting this. You know, they get a surprise, something else after they've won. Yeah, it's, if you're like, oh, this challenge is sponsored by Doritos. Okay, cool. It's Clapper Doritos. And it's like at the end, okay, y'all won. You guys get a $10,000 pay vacation from Doritos to the country of your choice. Yeah, it's it's what? almost always something. It's almost always something like that whenever there's a sponsor for a particular event. Yeah, so whenever I saw that, I was like, ooh, what are they going to get from you know this company? But uh, back at home, Nelson and Ed tell CT that they are ready to go in as they think that, you know, they will come back. And, you know, Nelson's like very confident. Kyle prepares mentally to go in when asked by Devin and CT what team he would go to, he states that he doesn't know. And um, I call bullshit. I think he was like, He would go to Emerald. I, I, yeah, he's been saying Emerald all this time, right? So I was like, I think you're thinking about going to Emerald. And now, but now maybe you're like debating between which of those two is a better team. But I know you're, you're, you're thinking, I don't want to be on the Ruby team right now. And, uh, excuse me, Emerald Cell, they deliberate. And, you know, they're preparing for infiltration. And Devin states that their choices are Ed, Logan, and Corey. Um, if they send Logan in, 
whoever he goes against is likely to come back due to his, you know, injury. Logan has a pulled hamstring. And that the best one to send in as he's been in the agency twice as a rookie. And uh, Casey worries about where Ed would go if they do choose him and he won. Um, and Devin also said, like, oh, they have like a loyalty towards Logan. I'm like, for what reason? He's a rookie, right? I thought it was vets of a rookie. So automatically, I wouldn't you want to. You don't listen. You don't gotta throw it Logan in because obviously it's better for your game if you don't throw him in because he's injured. But screw loyalty. It's a rookie, right? I thought y'all don't care about rookies as, as veterans right now. So, what is it? Are we still? Is there still a rookie a, a vet alliance or not? Because Nelson was like, I think there's a, still a vet alliance. I'm like, I don't, I don't think there is a vet alliance anymore, Nelson. I think the vet alliance is done. I'm not sure. Yeah, but... it's kind of broken down into its smaller alliances, like the. Uh the remainder of the young bucks because the young bucks was really Corey nelson and um and hunter <laughs> so i don't i don't know if we can still call it that but it's like it's the young bucks it's the big brother squad and then um i don't think that there has ever been any sort of indication of any rookie alliance like and i think ed and uh logan might be trying to be a rookie alliance but it's not it's not folding out for them very well i mean it's only like two of them so like the well, I mean, they could have uh, swooped in and talked to uh, Bettina and Emmy and Emmanuel. And Emmanuel to look at you, look at them like the only strong person I feel in this group is Logan. I don't really, feel yeah, like, like Emmy's strong, but Emmy's really emotional. Yeah, that's for her. So I think she'd be like, uh, "I'd rather be with the vets. Or I'd rather be with Casey, knowing that Casey mm-hmm. for sure has Josh." And Nani, that's the number on my team. Plus, any bets that are already cool, yeah. Casey, which a lot of bets want Casey on it's, their team. Yeah, she's she's actually cool with most of the vets because she she is pretty good about staying like under the radar of the the in house drama at least. And that's what they like. Yeah, you know I mean, they don't want yeah yeah a lot of a lot of baggage, a lot of stuff going on. Who's on your? Why would it matter if Ed's on your team? Because my thing is like, I know Josh is your friend. It's better to have your friend on the opposite team in case something happens. Yeah. You have another number. So, yeah, Josh, go to Sapphire. Quote unquote muscle for some tea. And we can have Ed come over here who's Ed's muscle. And Ed is also brains where he can help Dev and they can probably like concoct a better plan when you have two brainy people versus only one person. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure on Devin to like to know to know certain stuff versus ct can like talk to ash like hey ash this is what i'm thinking what you think okay cool let's, let's execute that plan you know? see the thing is i don't think Devin sees it like that though because like he he's very narcissistic and egotistical and he wants to be the center of attention he wants to hold the team on his back until they fail and he's gonna be like oh well because those buffoons didn't listen to me those bumbling idiots yeah, yep. but that's why I'm surprised he didn't want to be in the Emerald cell. I'm like, uh, you got a couple of strong physical players. I don't know. Eh, 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 you know, eh. I think Sapphire was a better team. But uh, in nominations, you know, like I said, Nelson still thinks the Vail Alliance is, is going on. Kyle starts off with apologizing to his team. And Ed states that he knows there'll be a rookie a rookie going in, but he's like, oh, like, don't put Logan in because he has an injury. I'm I'm not saying man. Um, you know, some challengers respect his decision, while others, Ashley, think he's making a mistake. And I agree with Ashley. It's too early. 
as a rookie to have this deep loyalty to somebody that you just met when you're directly affecting your chance at this grand prize you're coming to compete for? The more I think about it, the more I really do think that Ed was trying just to keep Logan around to be the anchor for that team. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think I think it was like he was trying to be nice about it because I was. Well, but I he has played such, not a not a sneaky game, but he has played a game very very much not on the cameras. Like he's not he doesn't have a whole lot of screen time, which is probably good because that means he's not shaking things up in the house a whole lot. Like he's trying to fly under the radar. So like if during the reunion special he says like the real motive behind it was just to keep the injured player on their team, I could totally be like that makes sense that. That 100% checks out. Or if during the reunion, especially, he's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm a really nice guy. And I didn't want to see this man go down there and just completely get annihilated. That would also check out too. Like both are plausible options for him at this point for me. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't know. I feel like we didn't have enough time with te- uh, with Ed to like know for sure or see how his game plays. And so like figuring out his gameplay. But like, yeah, you bought Logan another day. But like the con, like for the episode, uh, the trailer for the next episode, I'm like, Logan, you get you're you're getting kicked out. You're going home. You're going home next episode. Either you're gonna get really injured, or they're gonna be like, you can't compete. You got you're gonna get DQ'd because you can't do this competition. Okay, so while we're talking about that one thing, MTV can kiss my black ass with their damn trailers and putting the trailers out like right as the uh the episode is playing because i was watching an ep- a trailer for the next episode and i was like hmm i see logan in this or i see uh whoever ed went against i don't see ed i guess ed gets eliminated during this episode they have like a bad problem with like um spoilers in the episode or like heavy foreshadowing where it's like i clearly know what's gonna happen you know what i mean i was i was so irritated i was like i don't even want to finish watching this stupid episode because there was like 10 or 15 minutes left of the episode when that commercial came on i didn't i i i record it before and then i go back and i watch it but on wednesday what happened was i went to go uh get my boyfriend and um, when we came back home, I let the show explain it. I was trying to watch. I, was trying, I had it in the car. I was it in the car, but like it wasn't. It was like having like an issue with the sound. I was like, whatever. I was watching it get home. But it was on the TV in the bedroom, right? As I get into the bedroom, I see the elimination and it's the end of it. Who who goes in elimination? Who he goes against? Who wins? I'm like, no. Now I know what happened. It's like, the worst. Like, that's that's basically what MTV did to me with that, um, with that trailer. Yeah, you got over by MTV. I got over by myself. I'm like, damn it. You should have just turned it to y'all. But like, <laughs> I'm trying to have the ratings up. You know, I'm trying to do my part as a fan. I'm trying to help MTV and you're making it worse. Exactly. I'm like, what the hell? That's why I was watching it real time. I'm over here looking out for MTV and they're not looking out for me. No, nah, they don't care about you. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but uh, uh, Logan tells Ed, uh, Corey and Kyle aren't great at puzzles, but Kyle is great physically and Corey is faster. But, uh, you know, I think Nelson is the easiest. And I'm like, Logan, if you don't shut your rookie ass up, in my opinion, Ed against any of them is a toss up. I do not know for a fact that he would win against any of them. Well, and especially especially when you don't even know what the event is. Like, if you knew in advance what the elimination challenge was going to be, then maybe you could make those kind of speculations. But 
bro. Yeah. You hadn't even gone down there. It could be a hall brawl. It could just be a puzzle you got to do blindfolded. Because my thing is, like, we've seen all three of these men in, comp- in, in competition and in elimination. Corey is big, but people forget that Corey's actually fast. You know what I mean? So yeah. He's faster than what you assume for his size. Kyle be so jokey jokey he has a lot of physical ability that you wouldn't think that he would have because like Ed said he's, he's goofy as hell but he's goofy but he's very strong and Nelson he just doesn't have quit in him like we remember the, the Nelson yeah, versus yeah. Darrell and Darrell's the OG he don't want he don't lose eliminations and you and it came to a draw against Darrell and that went on for hours yeah like, come on now I don't want to go against Nelson in anything physical period because Unless I know I'm this big, strong person that I can, like, push or pull a certain amount of weight, I don't think I'm going to win against Nelson or Corey, for that matter. So it's like it's just like it wasn't an easy choice at all. And, like, we know for damn sure you're not going to say CT because you're going to be terrified to go against CT. Yeah, that's so, – you don't want them problems. <laughs> yeah, so he has had a hard, a hard, a hard choice, period. And, and you can still in his face. But what you're here with Logan, I was like, Logan, you don't even know what you're talking about, bro. Even yeah. Like, let's say it was Logan and his choices were Ed, uh, Nelson, Kyle, Corey, CT. Any of those people, I'm actually putting more money on them to be Logan in anything that I'm putting even, my money Even more without on the hamstring. Things. Yeah. He, Logan in great condition against any of those people, better or not. I just don't, I just personally didn't see it. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, who, who, he, he went against um Gabo, and he almost lost against Gabo because his arms were, were tiring out. So it's like, okay, arms are not your strong thing, Logan. Running is your strong thing. That's what it seems like. Running or swimming is your strong thing. So I'm like, uh, with what those people who are left and their abilities, I don't know. Like he would have to go against like Josh, and even then, it's like Josh is bigger, so it's like yeah, Josh could easily win just from his size alone if he can get a good enough grip on what they're doing. I um, honestly feel like Josh or one of the rookie males is like anybody's best bet at this point. And I only say the rookie males because like we haven't really gotten to see them yet. And also they just, they haven't really gotten to play any of these games. They haven't gotten to see any of these games yet. So they really don't know what their strategy is. So it would be like their first encounter with the game versus any of the veterans whether or not they've actually been in the game or they've watched somebody else do that elimination round, they kind of have an idea of what they want to do, you know? It's like when, um, okay, remember when Fessy went against Jordan and Fessy oh. won? Was it Fessy? Are you talking about the rope thing? It, it was, no, it was a pole wrestle, dude. Oh, that's right, yeah. And people were like, oh, like, okay, when, me watching this show, I was like, shit. I have all this faith in Jordan, but you know, with his hand, I'm like, it's a pole though. He did yeah. before with a rope and the way that he maneuvered the rope, it was like, oh, this is, that's so smart to do. And, you know, he pulled out the win, but with the pole, it's like. He couldn't get a grip on not, it. Yeah. You're having someone who can do two full grips compared to him. It's, it's like shit. If they did that, then why can we have an injured Logan go against Ed in a pole wrestle? Fuck that shit, Ed. You should be like, yeah. I don't care. Send Logan down there. It's not my fault he's hurt. It doesn't matter. It's a yeah. competition. You still being here and not being medically DQ'd mean that you're prepared to have to fight with your injury to stay in this game. Do it. Yeah. Then do it. And if you don't want to do it, then leave and go home and say, I'm injured. I shouldn't be here and go home. Now we have all the, the males safe 
and no one has a fight against each other. We just go on to the girls' elimination. Yeah. So I think I get that it was playing it safe or nice or strategy, but that strategy didn't work because he's the one. Yeah, that clearly it didn't work in his favor since since now Ed is at, at the house. <laughs> yeah. So like the elimination was the pole wrestling's best two out of three. And he said, no, it's not going to be anybody from Sapphire team. So I'll, I'm automatically going to make CT and Nelson safe. But then it's between Corey and, and Kyle. And I'm like, either one you choose, you're in for a long night. Because Honestly, I feel like I feel like Ed made the best decision that he could because he could not get rid of one of his teammates. Like, because if he if he comes back, you're going to want those dudes on your team still, you know. So it really was only between um, Corey and Kyle and like the size difference between him and Corey, I would have been terrified to wrestle Corey too. I think Corey and him probably would have wrestled for even longer because Kyle's arms were so long and lanky. Like he was able to do some uh, stretch Armstrong shit and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like rubber band himself. When Ed said, I can push this pole out, but I can't get it past him because his arms are too long. I came and push it out of his reach. And I was like, even though Logan, I think is tall that are the same and he has an injury we've also seen people who have injuries pull out a win so it's not impossible yeah yeah with the injury we've seen people who have like what broken fingers and hands and pull yeah. whatever and they still win the elimination so you never know you know what i mean and to me the fact that logan's still there means that he's like okay i think i just i'm prepared to have to fight for being here and have to go through some pain to get it Oh, he better. I swear, if he makes it to the final without seeing another elimination while being injured, that will really piss me off because he's getting a free ride at this point off of Ed. I, I, like, CT was like, I would have chose a guy that, you know, has a bum leg. I'm like, I would have chose him too. It doesn't matter if people think how you look. It's like, look, that person still wants to compete, right? Let's compete. Yeah. You want to compete? Let's compete. How many people in a final? hurt themselves, sprain a leg, break a, not break, but like sprain a leg or something or hurt themselves. And then it's like, they're not medically DQ. They're like, do you want to continue? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Continue. You don't get an advantage because you have something hurt or broken. It's like, either you go finish it yourself. We're going to pull you out the game. What do you want to do? We don't care. Well, and see, and that's my thing again, like if it is still teams at the final, I am not trying to carry Logan's ass across that finish line. Like, ooh. I, they got me messed up. I'm so mad at that situation. No, and it's going to be hilarious that they have to actually carry him physically. Because I'm like, how long does it actually take for a hamstring to, to heal? Because Ed was like, he has another like week or so to heal on that leg. And I'm like, but does he really have a week? Because y'all have another eliminate, another challenge to do. Yeah. He has to be ready for that challenge. Otherwise, he can't compete. I, I don't think it's going to be healed. So the longer that Logan stays out of elimination, the longer there's a very real potential someone will physically be carrying him across the finish line. And that I just I am so pissed off for whatever team that ends up having to have that burden. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when uh Nam left because he was injured. It was like Nam's like, no, nah, I gotta go. Like this isn't good. Yeah. Or still left. It's like this isn't good. I can't compete anymore. You have to go. That's one thing I'll give Paper Man uh, credit for, because as soon as he gets hurt, he he goes and gets checked out. Like he doesn't like mooch off everybody else. Like what was it? He hurt his back last season, and Leroy and Cam are like, "You need to go to the doctor," you know. And I think people were like, "Oh, go get checked out." It's like 
partially we care and partially it's like, hey man, if you can just go home so I can, you know, compete can still that'd be great. Well, again, Nam Nam is like two twenty five probably. So if him and Cam had been partnered up, Cam, you gonna carry his two twenty five big ass across the finish line? Girl, no, I, be, I wouldn't be. I couldn't even drag his ass. I'd be like, look, bro, I'm gonna call the medic. They're gonna come get you. But I'm gonna go get exactly the like. So <laughs> it, it becomes a situation where it's like there's nothing you can do. It's it's what Fessy was trying to make the Casey situation out to be. He very easily could have thrown Casey over his shoulder because Casey's probably maybe one sixty five. Like I don't even he think he's that because then she's short. Yeah, she's short, but she's she's stuck either. She plays football, so I, I'm thinking like somewhere between like 145, 165. And if Fessy's as big and strong as he says, he could have picked that girl up. I think Fessy said he's like two thirty. Fessy, Fessy could have picked that girl up. Yeah, because I'm like I'm pretty sure you'd be lifting a lot in the gym, bro. Like Casey's like you know like a feather, and you have all this adrenaline in you. You're gonna go quicker, and her her weight won't really affect you. Yeah. But yeah, so the elimination is pole wrestle of all things. Now I know that Kyle, I mean uh, Ed, doesn't know what the elimination is when they come when they come to the sand and look at it because T doesn't say it. But various vets are like, "Oh, we're doing something physical." That right there is an alarm of okay, boom. Who do I want to do something against with who, who physical physically? Right? Then it's yeah. like, hmm, what could it be? It's a circle. So what could I be doing with the circle? Some they're gonna have it's, to be tackling people or flipping people and throwing them on the ground. Yeah, I was like we're doing some kind of tug of war or we're doing some kind of wrestling thing. And Ed, I think Ed, you know, thinks that he or or he can wrestle. So I think that's why he thought he had an advantage. But as soon as I would knew it was pole wrestle, I'd have been like, I cannot get Kyle because people see what they want about Kyle. Kyle is the pole wrestling king. He hasn't lost yet. He just he just hasn't. This, that was like his fourth or fifth pole wrestle win. Oh yeah, so they they played the little highlights, and I'm like, yeah, he is very scrappy. Something about pole wrestle, it's like he just can't let go of that. I can see him like literally gripping the pole as he's dying. Like I'm not, you're not gonna get it when I'm dead either. You're gonna pry, you're gonna chop my hands off to get it, you know, kind of thing. Well, and his arms are just so stinking long. Like the pole can be right up against the other person's body, and Kyle can still be holding on to it. Yeah, he could reach over. He's super tall as well too, but like. It really made me think. I'm like, Ed, have you ever, have you ever sat down and watched a challenge? Because this is the one thing you need to leave Kyle alone with. Because Kyle's gonna come and wreck, wreck shop, and he did, and he did. he did. Best two out of three, and Kyle did that very quickly. I, I want to know how long that elimination was in general, but there wasn't like too many cuts, so it looked. Uh, like, yeah, okay, I don't think there was a whole lot of smoke and mirrors to that. No, and and, and uh, Ed's kind of like gassed out. You know, that's what I was saying in confessionals. Like, Ed, like, you're like putting like way too much energy into this. And it's like, yeah, because you probably think Kyle's going to let go. And Kyle's like, nope, I'm a little monkey. I'm going to hang on here all day. I have nowhere to go. But thank you for trying. Um, but yeah, Kyle, like I said, Kyle always wins pole wrestle and he wins two to O straight up. And I will say that whenever Kyle is underestimated, he brings the heat and he usually wins, you know, like yeah. he has a good elimination record. So people shouldn't be surprised if they throw Kyle in elimination. He comes back. He's usually going to come back from elimination. That's how he is. But yeah, uh, basically Ed is tired out and Kyle weathered the storm, which is what mm-hmm. he to do in the pole wrestle. You know, you want that person to exert all this energy so that you can just pull it out. And after you get that first win, 
with any elimination, if it's a best two out of three, if you get that first win, that person's already a little bit defeated mentally, and you're more likely to be able to get that second win easier because that person's like, damn, I, I just lost it, and they're psyching themselves out. Yeah. Before they even start the next round. Which I don't think Ed psyched himself out, but I think, you know, Ed, I think Ed tired himself out. I think he was truly tired. I, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Because he was breathing kind of hard. Like, going back to when they were in the mud pit and they were getting the balls and it was Ed, Nelson, and, and Logan, I was like, Nelson, you can easily take on Logan. I know you're tired, but Ed's more tired than you and Logan doesn't have the physical ability to keep up with you. You can easily take this ball and yeah. If you if you get like a good two steps ahead of either of them, you're done. You win. I think Nelson should have tried and went for it. So what if someone tried to call him out? It's like okay, I'm gonna beat their ass. I'm gonna come right back and I'm gonna get your ass back. So like now, <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, Kyle, when asked by T, uh, TJ if he wants to you know save his team or go to Sapphire Emerald, we're all at home. Like okay, he's gonna go to Emerald. He's been saying it all this time. I want to be Emerald. And he's like, you know, TJ, I'm gonna do Sapphire. I'm, I'm gonna follow CT and go to Sapphire. I think he just, I think he's just coming in just to troll people. Maybe, maybe that's what so. he did with Ruby, and I feel like that's what he's doing with with Sapphire now. I think he's down to try every team to see who he thinks is, like fits best with him. Yeah, but he chooses to swap with Nelson and go to Ruby and have Nelson go to Ruby, and Nelson's pissed. He's so irritated. And I'm like, Nelson, it don't matter. You know the possibility that yeah. you don't win, you're going to be able to be switched. So it's like, it's, whether it's personal or not, you got to get over it and figure out how to strategize and come back stronger. Um, but CT is sure how he feels about it, as Kyle you know, didn't think of how it make them feel. And yeah. we see uh, Nelson calling Kyle a snake in the confessional. And Corey is happy to be you know, with his team with his friend on, on the same team, but in my opinion, I'm like, but now it's a bigger target on your back, you know what I mean? Like, what if something gets changed and now you might have to go against your friend? That's a possibility. You never know. Mm-hmm. How to switch around, you know, so we'll see. Because them being on different teams, it's like, at least you're, you know, you have one vote that's not going to go go for you. So, you can it can be kind of swayed, possibly, but I'm interested in, you know, next episode of what's going to happen because it's going to be a very, very physical daily mission. And I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how much longer Logan and his cripple self stays on here. <laughs> I give it no more than one more episode. I yeah. Just, someone's going to call well, So this week was a male elimination. So he's got at least two more episodes because... This coming Wednesday will be a female elimination, and then the next one will be a male. I, unless they I, unless they do a purge soon. I wasn't saying that he's going to be eliminated. I think it's going to be he's going to get medically DQ'd. Oh, you think so? If his hand his hamstring is hurting, right? It's not healed. We haven't seen him go to the doctor yet. I'm thinking it's not fully healed, and or he puts so much doubt in his physical ability. He's not able to keep up, and that that challenge is very physical. And I don't know if he'll be able to do it with his injury or recovering from his injury. You can try and see what happens, but um, I, I then I would say if it's not this one coming up with the being medically DQ'd, then I can see him. Be, it's easy to call him out because he's like the last male. No, well, him and Manuel, 
you know, there's only two male rookies completely. Yeah. So and like, and Logan, if he wanted to, he could play the card. Well, I've seen elimination has Emmanuel. True. True. Very well. We we that's probably what's gonna happen. But that, that might be the smart part of uh going into the, that one elimination against Gabo. Yeah, that that would have paid off. But even then, it's like, yeah, you've been in one elimination, Logan, but you didn't like win by a landslide. You like barely, barely won <laughs> Gabo because you thought you had popcorn muscles, which to me proves, Logan, you do not have the ability to see who is better than you or have these abilities because you you think that Kyle and um and Corey and Nelson are people that are like you know someone that Ed Ed could beat and I'm like I don't know man I've seen them before I don't I don't know if the others can beat to them I guess we can just yeah see. but I don't think it's a toss up it was more so of like when he picked Kyle I was like okay well Ed it was nice knowing you on this season it was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, so I'm like Kyle just doesn't doesn't lose that he just he just doesn't he comes in wreck shop and then goes back on the podium I'm like okay next task let's go home can we get drunk now I'm tired of being all serious but I'm looking forward to the next episode you know they they're they're on a nice little roll right now so hopefully they can keep it up and keep everybody's you know attention yeah we'll see how how it shakes down definitely for sure. Well, I will hit you up next time. You have a good day. Okay, I'll call you later. All right, later. Bye-bye. Bye.